In a world where pet dog owners are bombarded on all sides with well-meaning training solutions steeped in confusing jargon, two dog trainers from the ancient county of Dorset share a passion for gardening, Belgian shepherds, and helping frustrated and struggling dog owners turn their unruly canine companions into the perfect walking partner. They vow to simplify the dog training process using everyday examples and solutions providing the light at the end of the tunnel. Welcome to the Fun Focus Play Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode nine of the Fun Focus Play Podcast. My name is Natasha Lewis. And I'm Wendy Halliday. Today, we will be talking about punishment in dog training and... We are talking about punishment because there is a lot of misconceptions about what punishment really is and what that term actually means. So we thought we would have a chat about punishment so that you can understand what punishment really is and why we should or should not use it when training our dogs. Okay, so Wendy, punishment. Quite a controversial topic, isn't it? Very controversial. The reason the topic of punishment is so controversial is because the word itself means different things to different people. And most people, when we talk about punishment, are actually talking about physical punishers or even emotional punishing. So name-calling... Teasing, bullying, that kind of thing. So that's sort of the mental side of it. But then you've also got the physical side. So that's the smacking, pushing, the pushing, pulling, the pulling, the scragging. Yeah, all that kind of thing. So that is what a punisher or punishment really means to most people. It's it's sort of the physical side of it, mm. and and sort of the emotional blackmaily sort of degrading side of it but when we're talking about punishment in dog training we're actually talking about something completely different punishment in dog training is only the the way to get a reduction of a behavior that we don't want so for instance when you've got all these force-free dog trainers talking about the fact that they don't use punishment in their training, well, that's bollocks, because they do. They don't use physical punishment. What they mean is they don't use any physical aversive punishments, but they still withhold a treat when the dog doesn't get it right. That's still a punishment, isn't it? Yeah, exactly the same with a, a child, isn't it? If you don't do this, you don't get the treat. It's a punishment. It's a punishment, yeah. And and talking about children, these days, I, I remember when I was being brought up by my parents, you know, I did get smacked on the bum. I did get told, told off. And to be honest, it's never done me any harm whatsoever. Mm-hmm. But these days, we're not allowed to give our child a smack on the bum or we're not allowed to sort of tell our kids off because if we do, society frowns at us. So these days, discipline amongst children is very rare because they haven't been taught to respect... Anything. Anything, yeah, anything. (laughs) Not their parents, not their grandparents, not someone's possessions because 
we're no longer allowed to tell them that that's not that's not on they have no consequence for bad behavior yeah yeah and that is what punishment is all about it's about consequences but it doesn't have to be aversive punishment can simply be doing something to reduce the frequency of the behavior that we don't want so if your dog is barking if you were to smack it yes that is a form of punishment but that form of punishment is not going to help you in your quest to get your dog to shut up neither will shouting because as soon as you start shouting you're joining in you're joining in so your dog is then actually being encouraged to shout and bark but instead if you use the the barking as an example if your dog is barking and you actually withdraw all your attention from that dog because he's barking at you then if your dog is barking to get your attention that's actually punishing to it but you're not laying a finger on it you're not telling it off you're not doing anything except for ignoring him but then if the moment your dog stops barking at you and is quiet you then reward it you're then rewarding the quiet and therefore the quiet will happen more often because if your dog figures out that being quiet and being well behaved is what gets your attention attention and a treat or and a treat well if they're just doing it for attention it could just be a pat on the head you know it doesn't necessarily have to be a treat or a food reward but if you're um sorry i lost my train of thought then completely gone you're giving treats for or reward for not barking rather than yeah so if you if you reward the not barking that's sort of your your modification of the behavior because you want it to to be quiet and reward that quietness but the fact that you're ignoring the barking is actually a punishment because you're not giving the dog what he wants does that make sense it does (laughs) it's quite hard to describe it is very i i know what i mean when i'm talking about it but it's i want to make sure that you guys understand as well that from a dog training point of view punishment is simply the reduction of an unwanted behavior and getting that reduction on how we get that reduction that is what the punishment is so if your dog if you're trying to teach your dog to say lie down on the floor but your dog isn't doing it you're not going to give them that treat until they do it so until that point where you're actually giving your dog a treat to reward the behavior that we want anything that goes before that because we're withholding that treat that's actually punishing until the dog figures out what it wants what you wanted to do Mm. and that's really difficult to understand and really difficult to get your head around yeah and all these trainers that are saying that they're not using force to train their dogs are actually lying let's call it what it is they're lying because they are because the moment you withhold a reward to the dog that's punishing because what they really are is um physically force free yeah yeah and i don't think that you can actually train a dog without using that really low level punisher that withholding of that reward if your dog gets it wrong because how else is your dog going to tell the difference between what's right and what's wrong Mm. what is the behavior that you want versus the behavior that you don't want 
if you only reward the behaviors that you do want and not reward the behaviors that you don't want, then you are using punishment, whichever which way you look at it. What needs to happen is the, the word punishment being changed. Well, I, yeah, that's the yeah. whole thing, isn't it? Because it's all about the meaning that people attribute to, to the word punishment. punishment. Okay, so I'm in, we're in no way saying that you have to physically punish your dog. I am not one of those people who say, you know, you have to yank your dog um, off its feet when it's pulling, or you have to hit your dog if he jumps up at you and tries to bite you. You know, that's just joining in, and, you know, aggression begets aggression in that case. But no, it's about... It's about, how, how can I put this? It's increasing behaviours. Yeah, punishment is about the decreasing of behaviours that you don't want. How many times have I said that now? <laughs> <laughs> Probably half a dozen. But that's the whole point of this, isn't it? Punishment is not, the, not what people think it is. Yes, I think we should just ban the word punishment in dog training. <laughs> Yeah, but then it is a behavior. You know, when you when you study behavior, all punishment means is is the reduction of behavior. Whereas the term reinforcement is the opposite of punishment. So reinforcement basically means that you add something to the behavior to make it more likely to occur. Yeah. Yeah. And punishment is you take something away or you add something that makes that behavior less likely to occur. And that's the difference between the two terms. Does that make sense? It does. Okay. So if we look at a real life situation, and I'm going to go back to our kids. Okay. Because in today's society, we are told that we are not allowed to use punishment when we are, when we're, raising our kids i was just gonna say rearing then <laughs> it's not like puppies it's not rearing it's raising and an extreme sort of example of that why it doesn't work actually springs in mind is sports day did you have sports days when you were in school we had sports days okay we had different houses that we were in competing against each house yeah now these days when you do sports days the kids are no longer competing because everybody's a winner. Nobody's allowed to lose. Nobody's allowed to lose. So they don't actually do any competitions because a competition would basically mean that there is, by definition, a loser. But kids, because they're not taught what it is not to get their way, they're no longer able to cope with it. And I think this is one of the reasons why these days there are so many kids with mental health issues because they cannot cope not getting their way so they cannot cope when something doesn't go their way they're spoiled yeah yeah you can call it spoiled but it's i personally i think it all stems from the fact that we're no longer allowed to tell our children off for doing something wrong they're no longer learning that every action has a consequence so you know just you know just just going to an extreme here but you know when i was a kid if i did something wrong i would be told off 
might even involve a smack around the ears or a smack on the bum. Right? That actually meant that I wouldn't do that thing that I had done again. Because I didn't want that smack on the bum or the smack around the ears. And it's never done me any harm. But if you look at what's happening these days, is that, you know, kids might, for instance, just a, just a minor thing, but I know as a kid I quite like biscuits, and I still do. <laughs> Things like that. So if my mum told me that I wasn't allowed the biscuit, and then I snuck into the cupboard and got one anyway, I got told off. But now, they just say, oh, well... You know, you got it now. You know, my punishment for stealing, literally, you know, that was stealing, wasn't it? Because if someone says you're not allowed it and you take it anyway, it is stealing. So as a kid, if I stole some biscuits, then my mum might give me a smack on the bum. Or she might have sent me upstairs to my room to think about what I'd done. And I probably wouldn't get any dessert that day. All biscuits for a week. All biscuits for a week. You know, that was a consequence of me helping myself to those biscuits when I was told I wasn't allowed to have them. You know, but these days, the kids are just told, oh, you're not allowed to do that. That is very naughty. But then there's no other, ac- there's no other consequence from their actions. So how are kids these days learning right from wrong? Yeah, they don't learn right from wrong. That's the problem. And that's the problem, isn't it? And I know there are, you know, um, parents out there who do actually do it right and are able to sort of tell their kids, yeah, actually, you're not allowed to do that. So I'm going to take away your the access to your PlayStation or PlayStation or, you know, you can't have your phone, you can't play games or anything like that. That, again, is a consequence for action you early know, to bed that was another one yeah to early sit, to bed, to bed yes early. that was another one but you know there are still but you can do punishment without having to hit kids yeah you can't go to guides that yeah. was another one yeah but I think there is such a sort of a movement out there for no punishment at, at all. all you know in the parenting community as well as in the dog training community because yeah, people still think of punishment as in smacking yeah. rather than withholding yeah and that's the whole point isn't it yeah. whereas if we think about the term punishment in the scientific way rather than in the emotional way then i think we would make a lot more sense and our kids would learn to cope with disappointment. They would learn to cope with stress. But because we're sort of mollycoddling them so much these days, that's where a lot of these problems come from. And I think it's the same in dog training. You know, ever since this whole force-free movement came about, how many more reactive dogs have we seen? Mm. You know, and I'm not saying that you have to smack your dog or, you know like I said, shake your dog or push him on the floor or whatever. And it all comes down to being balanced, I think, as a trainer. Or actually, not even balanced trainer, because that's not right either. No. It's got to be an imbalanced trainer, the way uh, Robert... Elaine. Elaine says. <laughs> because I'm an imbalanced trainer because I use reward way more than I would use punishment. And... I think that's, you know, we have to use 
some sort of punishment to decrease behaviours that we don't want. Yeah? Yeah, and it's the right sort of punishment. And it's the right sort of punishment. Okay, so do you have anything else to add on the subject of punishment? No. Other than I still want the word punishment banned. (laughs) You still want it banned? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think we should actually come up with a better word than punishment. Yeah, yeah punishment because punishment has word. got such an emotional, a negative emotional connotation to it that we need to find a different word for it. Yeah, we will invent a new word. We have to think about a new word, and we're gonna we're gonna let you know what that is when we think about it. <laughs> <laughs> so it can't be anything to do with negative, because again, that is that's got this sort of connotation to it. Oh, no, I can't think of anything. Can no. you? No, we will do, though. We'll we will do. It. We'll, we'll yeah. think about it. We'll, we'll do it some brainstorming. in another podcast somewhere. Yeah, we'll probably, it'll probably appear in another podcast somewhere. We've got two guys wanting, well, two girlies wanted to come in again now. They wanted to go out before, so we let them out before we started recording this podcast, and now they're waiting there to come back in. So, now, let's have a look. What else is going on? So, we've actually got a Teach Touch workshop coming up. Well, it's a two-day workshop. And that is on the 14th and 15th of December. We've still got some places left on that workshop. Um, T-Touch is a really good way of calming dogs down, bringing dogs back into balance, which helps with so many different behavioural problems. So it can help your dog with barking. It can help your dog with lead walking. It can help your dog just relaxing when they're generally anxious. It's really good for reactive dogs. It just does so much and and it's absolutely brilliant for people like groomers, massage therapists, who else would have vets? Anybody that walks dog trainers, dog dog walkers, home boarders, any of these people and even dog owners, they can get so much help just from having that T-Touch tool sitting there in their back pocket, ready to use when it's when it's needed. Mm. And this particular course, this is a two-day course, which will take you from a complete novice that doesn't know anything about T-Touch to someone who's got quite a good understanding of what T-Touch is all about and is able to use it on their own dog. And there's sort of added extras as well with all the free work and all of the other things that yeah, come the with it. Yeah, the ace-free work is yeah. brilliant. It is, yeah. it is allowing it, the dog to be a dog. Yeah, the two days isn't just on touches. It's a, a yeah. mixture of everything, yeah, really. Yeah, there's touches, it's, there's wrappings, there is... Um, well, I've forgotten the wrappings. Yeah, there's wrappings, there's uh, a, the T-touch way of walking your dog on a lead. lead. What else is there? There is... Um, there was so much to it. I know. It was a bit mind-blowing, wasn't it? It was a bit mind-blowing. We've both done it, haven't we? Yeah. And it is absolutely a brilliant, brilliant course. And I learned so much on that day. And I actually got a few extra touches because Alex stayed with me. Yeah, that was cheating. That was cheating. I actually got another handful of touches on top of what he actually taught in the course. But if you want to join us... For that T-Touch course, um, it's going to be held at the Millbourne St Andrews Sports Ground. And it's with Alex Wilson. And it's with Alex Wilson, who is a P2 uh, Tellington T-Touch practitioner. Um, and actually, talking about Tellington, I know Linda Tellington-Jones is hospital. actually in the hospital at the moment. So I just want to wish her a very speedy recovery. 
Okay, so that's the T-Touch side of things. So I'll pop the link to the course in the show notes so that you can um, have a, a good look at it. It's not cheap. It's two, uh, It's £185 now. I have reduced it slightly because when we did it, it was 200 But yeah, my costs are a little bit less this year, so I've been able to reduce it slightly. So that's the T-Touch side of things. And oh, the other thing, the big news is that on Friday this week, I'm going to be doing a webinar, which is nearly sold out. Can you believe it? We've got 200 places on the webinar and I think I've got about 15 places left. It's sold out, guys, nearly sold out. And what we'll be talking about on this webinar is how to fix your pulling dog. So it's all about lead walking and how to stop your dog from pulling. And that also leads on that little bit of a sneak preview that we, no, sneak teaser that we gave you last week about the, the course, the online lead walking course that will be starting, oh gosh, next week. Yeah, next week. It's next week, isn't it? Gosh, we're going to be starting next week. And basically, what we're actually... It's going to be starting on the day that this podcast is released. Ooh, kind of a busy day. It's going to be a busy day, yes. Um, What we normally do is we normally record these podcasts a week in advance, don't we? Yeah. So, yeah, so next week we'll see the start of the online course. Oh, how exciting. Mm -hmm. So if you want to learn about how to stop your dog from pulling, you can actually still sign up for the course. And I will pop the link to the sales page on the on the show notes as well. If you want to sort your dog's pulling out before Christmas, because this course will run up to Christmas, a six-week course, you can do that by joining the No Pulling Allowed interactive online course. Anything else? I think that's it for now. I think that's it, yeah. Yeah, I think that's it. So I think that's all from us. Bye-bye for now. Bye.